June 13th, 2023, we're in Masechet Besa on the if you count from the top of the Amud downward, it's about 23 lines down, just briefly returning to what we talked about yesterday to expand it a bit. If you recall, the Gemara had a question of Rav Yehuda to Ula. Ula is Shama'i, his, uh, his Shamosh, his uh, the helper. On Yom Tov, adjusted the candle in order to make it extinguish quicker. And the question of Rav Yehuda, who was hosting Ula at that time, was from the following Beraita. The Beraita said, Hanoten Shemen Baner Hayav Mishum Mavir. If a person adds fuel, adds oil, to the uh, candle, which will in turn help it uh, light longer, a person is liable for the punishments inherent in transgressing laws on Yom Tober on Shabbat. And on the opposite end, but also a melacha, if you take from the oil in order to hasten the extinguishing, in order for it to go out quicker, in neither one of those two cases, Neither when you're adding the oil nor when you're taking from the oil are you actually directly adjusting, making, or breaking the uh, candle flame. But what you're doing is you're aiding in it lasting longer or going out quicker. In such circumstances, the Beraita said, you're hayat. If you're aiding it to go longer, it's mav'ir, it's melechet hav'ara, that's uh, kindling a fire on Shabbat or on Yom Tov. If alternatively you're taking away from it, it's mechabet, the sister melacha, the melacha of extinguishing. Tosafot, if you recall, were bothered. They implicitly asked a question. The Gemaran Masechet Shabbat, Daf Kof Kaf, says a very fundamental principle when it comes to Shabbat. The melacha, which is asur on Shabbat, is only if it's direct. If it's what's called girama, it's not asiya yeshira, it's not a direct action, it's only caused by your action. On Shabbat, it's not asur from the Torah, it's asur only mit rabbanan and circumstantially permitted, depending on what the situation is. If it's a sorech, gadol, and so on and so forth. On Yom Tov, it's entirely permitted. How come in our gemara, when we're dealing with clearly a kibui, which is gerama, which is indirect, it's prohibited. Tosafot suggested that our gemara, when you're taking away from the oil, is different than a standard gerama. How so? Well, a standard gerama, as the person sets into motion that there'll be the indirect effect of this melacha taking place, they didn't actually adjust or change the status of that flame. In our gemara, in contrast, as the person scoops up from the oil, as the person adds to the oil, they adjust the flame itself, and that's the melacha. That's the issue. It's not a full-fledged gerama because the light diminished a bit when you're mistaput minna, when you take from the oil. That's the suggestion of Tosafot. We discussed in that context, well, what would the halacha be with regards to one of these timers on Shabbat? A timer on Shabbat, according to Tosafot, if you're extending the time, keeping it status quo, should be no problem whatsoever. It seems clear, according to Tosafot, I didn't change the status of the light. I just pressed some of those pegs or pulled out some of those pegs in order to extend the status quo. By extension, and we can suggest this even as well, according to Tosafot, if you moved up the time, that the lights would go out or the, the electricity would go off based on your timer on Shabbat. The timer was plugged in before Shabbat, but you changed it then. It'll go off quicker. Tosafos would have no problem with that either. Tosafot's assumption is it would. 
I, okay, a mitziut question. You're asking about a mitziut question, but Tosafot, Tosafot as a result, if you recall, say explicitly, in such a circumstance where you sever off the bottom of a candle, Tosafot says it's permitted. That's exactly our case of adjusting the timer for it to go off earlier because you're not in the moment changing. If you're telling me that's the case with oil as well, so then it would be permitted. No, I got you. So the, you take oil out, No, no, what, what Nathan's saying, if you have tons of oil and one wick and you took a small scoop, he says, and such a circumstance, if that's the case, Tosafot would permit. Okay, but that means that timers either adjusting to go off earlier or later would be entirely permitted according to Tosafot. In turn, you'd imagine that's the halakha al-ma'asid. What we pointed out yesterday from Chacham Ovadia Yosef in Yabi Omer Chalik is that he cites from Rosh in his commentary to our Gemara who disagrees with Tosafot. His argument goes as follows. One major distinction, if you're doing a ma'aseh, an action, to guf to the actual item which is being effectuated, it's not external, but it's, so to speak, internal. I'm cutting off the bottom of that candle. Uh, that's not Gerama. Gerama means something separate uh, goes into effect and in turn um, has a way of changing the status. Over here, you're actually cutting off the bottom of the candle. In our circumstance, where you're actually pressing the pegs and changing it on the item, that should be asur, both to adjust to make it go off later or, and certainly for it to go off earlier. That's the event of Harsho Hanaruka on this matter, like Rosh, which means to say if you're adjusting Begufa Davar, if you're actually changing it on the item, but it's not going off in this moment, but I change it on the item, I cut off the bottom of the candle, I press the pegs, I pulled out the pegs, it should be Asur. Hamvadya Yosef, however, distinguished, as did many other poskim, between when you have it going off later or going off earlier. And the difference very simply is status quo or not. In the case where you're turning it off earlier, you're changing the status quo. In such a circumstance, since, yes, according to Tosafot, cutting off the bottom of the candle would be permitted, Rosh would say it's Asur, it's on the Gufa Dava, you're changing the status quo, you're making electricity go off earlier, Asur. However, if you're extending the time, the understanding is the stream of electricity is there. You're not changing anything, Begouf Haddavar. You're only doing what's called Hasarata Monea. The example Chacham Vadya gave for, uh, as a way of understanding this is you close the window when there's wind coming in. You're not actually effectuating on the, you're just removing what is something that would be preventing status quo. Status quo is that the electricity is rushing in. Status quo is that the wind is coming in. I'm closing it, the wind is no longer. I'm opening it, and as a result, it continues to rush through. That was the suggestion of Hacham Vadya Yosef on that matter, and as a result, he's matir to extend the time. He's oser to turn it up quicker, earlier. Um, it should be noted, Joey Cohen pointed this out to me, in Yehavedat Chelek Aleph, in Siman Lamedalit, Hacham Vadya Yosef finds an example, a situation where to even put out earlier, Bigrama could be permitted. Now, we could come up with our own examples, but importantly, here in Siman Lamedalit, he's dealing with the following situation. A person left on the flame on, Shabbat, on Yom Tov or on Shabbat. Uh, why'd you leave it on? I don't know. You left on the flame on your, uh, on your stove top. It says, says On Shabbat, you have no reason to have it on. And a matter of fact, you can't have anything on the flame on Shabbat. That would be bishul, especially if it's something liquidy. And it's, uh, but in such circumstances, Yom Tov, where you're allowed to do melechet bishul, but now the flame's going to be on the whole holiday. What can I do in order to extinguish it? 
And so he says, maybe I can, I can't turn it off directly. Maybe what I can do is I can cause somehow for it to go out. How would you cause for it to go out? What he suggests, first he starts, The only thing that's permitted on Yom Tov is if it's going to bring you to eating. Turning off the flame is not bringing you to eating. Turning off the, turning on the flame, getting the flame on, we can discuss how to do that. I understand, you have to, you have to be creative on that. Over here, why are you turning off the flame? To save some money, to make yourself more comfortable in that respect. It's for that reason you can't turn off the stovetop with your hands directly on Yom Tov. He goes on, he suggests in the second paragraph, he says, what you could do on Yom Tov, again, when Gerama is permitted, where indirect action on a Melacha is not Asur, it's fully Mutar, what you can do is you fill up a pot, a cup, or whatever it is, a, a pan of water, all the way up to the top. Place that on the stovetop. Your purpose is to use that water, I'll make tea with the hot water. I'll make coffee with the hot water. I'll use the hot water for something. Once the water is bubbling up, what will happen is the water will boil over the sides and extinguish the fire. Then you could turn off the gas. What he's suggesting is you're doing kibui in order to uh, quickly uh, extinguish, more quickly extinguish, but you're doing it in a roundabout, indirect fashion. In such a circumstance, keep in mind, and he makes this point on the other side of the page, there's nothing direct to the item. In other words, whereas in our situation, Tosafot and Rosh were disputing, could I cut off the bottom of that candle? Well, it's a direct action to the item. It's true, it's indirect in terms of time, but in terms of physical item, I'm doing something direct. Over here, not doing anything direct. What are you doing over here? You're going to use the water for something else as well. And again, but the water is extinguishing the fire. You're not doing anything directly to the fire. What's on Yom Tov? It's got to be on Yom Tov because otherwise you can't have the pot, of, pot on the fire. Right? That's, that's the issue. Um, if you take a look, he, he makes this point with regards to this distinction on the other side. In the middle of this paragraph, Omnam Maran, toward the end of, uh, on the end of about 12 or 14 lines down, the last word, this is when, it, when you're doing something to the candle, that's our case, once the candle is lit, you shouldn't be doing it. You're not touching the gas. It's something which is, yes, being caused by you, but it's being caused in an indirect fashion, externally. Question? How would you be able to cut the candle anyway? There's got to be Sure. Tosafot points out it has to be that you're severing it through heat on the bottom of it. If you were to actually sever it, you know, by cutting it, you could have a problem of, of fixing it in some way or fashion. If you're doing it through heat and you kind of melted it off or you brought it to a state where it could just crack off, Tosafot assumes that it's not a regular cutting. That's the way you'd get the bottom of it. Yes. Well, one second. 
Tosafot says you can't actually cut. They themselves say it. Tosafot says you could sever it with fire. Rosh and Shohan Aruch say that's not permitted. Chacham Vadya Yosef goes with that as well. It needs to be something which is not to, this is the key line, not to the item which is being affected directly. Again, he says not directly. The fire is only going to go out later. It's not in this moment, but you're touching the wick. You're touching the candle in effectuating that. That's the problem. That's in contradistinction to our case over here. The water is still spilling over. You didn't touch the gas. You didn't go near the gas. You didn't adjust the gas in any way, even though it's going to go off later on. That's what would be permitted, huh? The diamond is off right now, and I got the pin. The diamond is off before it goes on. Why should it? Yeah, we're we're dealing with similar situations. In that circumstance, when it's entirely off, so what are you doing? You're not doing anything, right? You're not effectuating anything in this moment. There wouldn't be. The answer is no. He's saying in that, I, I imagine, I imagine it's easy to answer first because it's muqseh to begin with. You're not allowed to plug the item and you're not allowed to be handling it. Is there something more than that? No, because the electric car gets cut right now. It's, Basically, it's been blocked. Yeah. It's only going to come on later on, but again, uh, the question won't begin because it's muqseh. I've seen the difference between the, the timer and the water. The timer is not, it's not you. You're, it's a separate item. You can't adjust them to go off earlier. Yeah. The assumption is that is Begufa Davan. You're almost, uh, you're saying it's still, it's still detached. His distinction is in such a circumstance that we're considering you're almost touching the electricity, not actually touching the electricity, but you're touching the item which is connected to the electricity. As opposed to over here, you're not touching the gas, you're spilling it over, which in turn is extinguishing. That's his distinction. Okay, continues the Gemara now. Says the Gemara, we're basically in the middle of the, uh, of, of the narrow lines, about 24, 25 lines from the top. Amar Rav Kniva Shari. Just a few words, two word pesa kavacha, keniva share. We don't know what keniva means. Share, we know what that means. Share means it's permitted. What does uh, Rashi explain? What is keniva? If you take a look at the right hand side in Rashi, about uh, 20 lines from the top, it says Rashi, limhot rosh hapitila shina'asa peham. Rashi says the situation is you are you're, um, fixing, you're removing and adjusting the top of a wick, which became peham, it became charred. It became uh, almost like a coal-like status. Why would you be doing so? So that the wick will now light longer and better. It became charred up at the top. That's permitted. Why would you maybe say that is forbidden? You'd maybe say that's tikkun keli. It's in some way f- fixing it. In this circumstance, we are permitting, we're not considering this a full-fledged tikkun. Tosafot on the left-hand side have a brief question. Tosafot, Dibura Matri, the fourth one, Kini Vashahare, Piresh Rashi, he cites it from the old French. Asks Tosafot a very basic question. No pun intended, but the word nihira means clear, lit up. It's not lit up. We have a question on Rashi, we don't understand them. The Gemara in our Masechet 
Karele mochatin etaner. My mochatin aduye hoshka. The Gemara later on talks about what seems to be the identical case, but uses altogether different words. Instead of saying kiniva, which our Gemara, according to Rashi, is explained as adjusting, fixing the top of the wicks, the Gemara over there calls it mohatin. I'm sorry, even an easier word. Mahat is like a needle. You're kind of thinning it. And the Gemara over there says in Aramaic, it's aduyeh hoshcha. In some way, you're preventing the darkness. Uh, why does our Gemara, if it's talking about the same thing, What's with the different name for a different verb? I mean, what, it's the exact same case. Hard for us to accept your interpretation, Rashi, that kiniva means uh, the very action that we know later on where it's explicit in the Gemara what it means. And our Gemara here calls it kiniva, and the Gemara over there calls it mohatim. It's going It will certainly help the lighting. Right, so you're already touching the item. What's the difference between our sugya and that sugya? Why are we using different words? That's the basic question of Tosa. The question is, why are you thinking it's okay at all? You're touching the item. You just told me on the last one, we're not touching the guest. Now we're touching the wick. But I'm removing, I'm removing the peham. I'm just removing the top in order for it to light better. I'm not adding oil per se. I'm removing something from it that was blocking it. Again, but over here I have something, but it's, it's a bit different. Over here I have something blocking the wick. The wick is not lit right now, but I have something blocking its ability to be lit. On Yom Tov. Scorched. Scorched. So I'm, I'm not adjusting the light. There is no light here. It's a candle. The candle has been scorched already. I'm looking at the candle. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this candle, I'm saying, I'd love for this candle to be lit on Yom Tov, but it can't be. So I remove the top of the candle, the scorched area. I'm not directly doing anything. And now I'm gonna use it in a fire. It's not a fire which is lit and now I'm, I'm extending it. I'm not, nothing like that. I'm preparing the wick so that it can be used on Yom Tov. You're allowed to do that, why shouldn't you? Do it? So I'm allowed to remove the candle from the drawer, so I'm allowed to fix this candle. My face that's the last Tosafot. That's what, so it says Tosafot, why is it over here that the Gemara talks about a different word, the same concept? Over here it doesn't use the same word over there. Therefore it seems, it says Tosafot, there are two types of thinning or adjusting the top of a wick. How do they translate the Keniva in the Gemara? Do they have a good word for it in art school? Keniva? Trimming, okay, trimming. Suggest us that there are two situations, one's further removed from the other. Gemara later on is in a situation where you're lighting the candle. You're lighting the candle, you're adjusting the candle so that the candle is appropriately lit. I'm not adding to the to the oil and I'm not removing from the oil. I'm fixing it, so I'm removing from the top of it any of the scorched part. The Gemara over here is a bigger Hiddush suggests to what The Gemara over here is I'm not even in the midst of lighting. I haven't even lit the candle. I'm just preparing it. In such a circumstance, even that's permitted. So why isn't it Metaken Keli? Bet Yosef deals with this at a greater length. 
it appears that the reason it's not tikkun keli is tikkun keli is only going to, going to be if you're doing it be keli. If you're doing it with a utensil, notice you're doing a professional, more professional job. Over here, the assumption is since you're doing it with your hands, it's permitted. That's why it's mentioned in our Gemara. In other words, you would have thought it's Tikkun Keli. For some reason, it's not. Apparently, it's not professional or not, uh, enough. There, there is another Nosach, another Girsa, rather, in our Gemara, and that is Rif. If you recall, we had just two words in the Gemara. The halakha was Keniva Shari. Rif, of course, one of the uh, major commentators, but not commentators, poske halacha, with regards to Gemara, can be found in the back of most standard Gemarot. He has the following words, Amar Rav Yehuda, and Daf Yod Alpha Mutbet, and Dapeh Harif, Ukinsa Share. Not Keniva, but Kinsa. Doesn't make much of a difference to us. We're not sure what Keniva or Kinsa is. He tells us, Perush Kegon Avuka. He says this, what's kinva, uh, Kinsa? It's a, uh, a flame. It's made out of small twigs and, uh, and branches. If there's a pile of sticks and twigs, and the fire is lit on many of them, but not on all of them, you are allowed to remove the ones that it's not lit on. This is very significant for our last conversation. Why should this be permitted? Isn't this bringing forth kibui? Isn't this begufa davar? How could you make, maybe he's going like tosafot. Alternatively, suggests Ritva in his interpretation of Rif, he says you have to understand, this is not Begufa Davar. When you talk about oil, the oil is all one base, it's all together. I removed some of that oil, I removed almost closer to being direct from the continued lighting of this fire. Over here, many twigs. I don't look at them as all together. They're separate twigs. I could remove some twigs from others. The Gemara's follow-up with this line is very appropriate for the last statement. The last statement was, you're not allowed to remove from the oil. According to Reef, the next line is, but if it's not oil, if it's twigs, if it's removed, it gets you, of course, into conversations about the nature and status of electricity. What is electricity? Is electricity one stream? Is it separate? Oh, you have to have that type of conversation. That's why this Reef and his Gibsana Gemara is significant to say it again succinctly and briefly, where Whereas the last statement in our Gemara was talking about oil, which is fueling the flame. You can't take from that oil. If we look at it as too direct. Um, over here in this situation, it's many twigs and branches. I removed twigs and branches which were never caught by the fire. That's permitted. Yeah, I mean, you make the argument that, that electricity is okay. Uh, I don't know where any of that because none of this, none of this is talking about electricity. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. The I mean, fire is lit. It's always lit. Electric is always, is always hot, right? It's always hot. What you're talking, what you're talking is very interesting. What you're talking is very interesting, but it's not our issue over here. In electricity, we have to wonder and we have to know: is there a spark? Is there something that's being effectuated through? There is something did change. There is no spark. Robbie, something I understand. I understand. I understand. What I'm telling you is your conversation, it's an important conversation, and will come up later in our Masech. It's not for here. We're not talking about bringing forth fire over here. We're talking about extending what's already status quo. But the light bulb was not on, and the uh, I don't know the device was not running. Something was blocking it. You're wondering out loud, which is a good good question. Am I actually doing anything? I, I, no, that's different. The twig, the, first and foremost, the twig is not causing anything to come on. Okay, so why can't I flip the switch over? Okay.
okay, we need to wonder about that, but it's not the same thing. Again, when you turn off the switch, if, if, and you'll tell me it's not, that's a question about what's the reality, but if something changed, something changed, and you cause it. Over here, I took the branch, nothing changed in the moment, it just continued going. You're arguing based on the nature of electricity, which we need to address, and we will when we get up to it. That's your argument. I'm, you know, okay. so can you shut the door with light in the room? Can you shut the door to, to affect the light being darker in that way? Something similar. Something similar. Come on. Shutting off the lights doesn't mean. Okay. Says the Gemara There was a question posed to Abaye. From Abba Bar Marta. Ba Amine Abba Marta me Abaye. Mahu le chabot etaner me pene davaraher. Davaraher is a clean way of speaking. Rashi says it's referring to Tashmishamita. The Gemara in Masechet Nida, the Gemara elsewhere talks about. Uh, the Pesachim uh, at the end talks about how when a person has marital relations, uh, the lights are supposed to be off. As a result, it's Yom Tov and there's a light on. How's the light on? It's a candle. Are you allowed to extinguish that um, candle in order to have marital relations on the holiday? Why should it be permitted? Well, marital relations is a hana'ah, is an enjoyment for both parties, hopefully involved. And as a result, the same way that food, which is melechet ochel nefesh, is permitted on Yom Tov, maybe we should permit for marital relations as well. Melacha, that will bring forth hana'at Yom Tov, it'll bring forth a closer relationship and enjoyment for, for the couple. Amar lo, ifshar the initial response is brushing him off and saying to him, listen, you can just remove the candle, bring it to another home. Move it to a different room. You had an issue in that room, so move it into the... The counter response is, okay, I got it. Theoretically, I live in a studio apartment. Theoretically, I have nowhere to move it to. Uh, what should I do? Can I extinguish for relations? His response is, you can erect, you can build a wall to separate, a mechitza. Now you might say mechitza sounds wrong, I'm not allowed to construct something on Yom Tov or on Shabbat. If it's a mechitza, which is lisni'ut, if the purpose of the mechitza is not to protect per se, is not to be fortified, but it's rather just to separate in that respect, the assumption is it's permitted. What sort of mechitza? A mechitza shil sadin. Many people are familiar with the law as well. If you're in a room that has sifre kodesh, if you're in a room that has uh, books, you should put up a, a sheet to separate from them as well before marital or during time of marital relations. The, the counter response is, okay, I understand, I knew that. What's the halakha if you're not able to? You keep brushing me off, Dami, you could just do this. Just do that. Classic, typical rabbi responses. We don't need to get into that. That's what I said earlier. You know, I'm at we don't even start with it. That's the type of answers we're getting over here. If It's okay, you can't prove it to another room. You can't put up the mechitza. What you can do is you could put a utensil on top of it to block it, not to extinguish it. You know, allow, he seems to be telling him, don't extinguish it. But it's big enough during the time of relations that the can candle will continue burning and it's covered so there's a proper tzaniyut in lokeli. There's no utensils, it's an empty room. Or you don't have that type of utensil. My, what's the halakha? Amar le, the final statement on this. And we'll have to discuss in the aftermath of this sugya why it took him so long to just answer the question. Why didn't he just say, Asur? 
Why is it Asur? He seems to be assuming that the Isur is such that I'm only permitting, I'm only permitting melechet ochel nefesh. I'm only permitting melachot that will bring me to uh, engagement and enjoyment of food. It sounds like if it's for another matter, it's not permitted. This is already, before we even read onward, very difficult. We saw the Gemara on Daf Yod Bet, the Mishnah and the Gemara on Daf Yod Bet, Nathan remembers it. The Mishnah over there recorded a machlok between Bet Hillel and Bet Shammai. Bet Hillel, primary, a real opinion that we follow, they permitted carrying Bereshut beam on Yom Tob, many circumstances, we extended it to other ones in the Gemara and elsewhere. Uh, what was the concept? Mitoch the words we say, as long as for enjoyment on the holiday, it's permitted. Why should this be any different? You're bringing forth enjoyment for the holiday. The marital relations is enjoyment. The Gemara in Masechet Ketubot and Davzayin, as a result, talks about husband and wife on the first time consummating their marriage it's permitted even though there's a melacha that might be performed the Gemara wonders what's the melacha in the moment where the man uh, the man for the first time has relations with a woman who's a bitula who's a virgin but ultimately speaking the Gemara permits it over there Rosh and others on our suga Rosh and Siman Yotet ask this question why is this any different than carrying on Yom Tov, doing any of the things for the enjoyment of Yom Tov, which we said, even though it's not for food, but it's for enjoyment of the day, it's permitted. Why should extinguishing a fire in order to bring this forth be any different? Rosh suggests two answers. One answer, difficult to answer, he says, maybe that's only for Be'ilari Shona, that's an outlying case. We're not going to address that right now. Second answer, which is recorded by Vashba as well, it goes as follows. He says, when you're dealing with putting the fire, not out, but covering it, and then out entirely, covering it is one thing. When you put it out, you are not in that moment doing an action for enjoyment. You're setting up enjoyment. You understand that it's a preparation. It's called a hechsheh, which we're going to address in the Gemara later on. In other words, in the circumstance where the husband and wife for the first time are consummating their marriage, in that circumstance, that's the moment of, quote, enjoyment. The melacha is taking place in that moment. In the situation where you're carrying on the Yom Tov, that's the enjoyment. I'm going out with my child on Yom Tov, etc. Over here, I'm setting up the circumstance for enjoyment, the hechsheh, that far we don't extend mitoch. Mitoch means I'll extend and I'll permit, but not this far. We're going to have to deal with this going on in the Gemara um, to, to, to test this sort of answer. The first answer or the second answer? First answer is that there's a specific potentially, again, I'm not addressing it fully now. First time has a per, uh, an overriding status to it, which makes it more significant. That's the. To complete the marriage. To complete the marriage. Did you say you cannot remove the candle from the room if it wasn't a studio? You apartment? certainly can. You can. If you're able to, 100%. Our only issue in this Gemara is extinguishing. So, how are you allowed to smoke if that's not eating and that's enjoyment? Oh, 
Firstly, first, I'm on, rec- I'm on recording him. Chacham Vadia Yosef, interestingly, with regards to smoking, he has a footnote one in Yahavedat, he never wrote a tissue on this, but he has a footnote in one of his responsive books, that he knows people forbade smoking on health levels, he says, but if you, based on his understanding of the analysis of the statistics from a halakha perspective, he thinks it's mutar. He's not suggesting, but he thinks it's mutar. He was in a class, his son, Chacham Yitzhak Yosef, reported. No, 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 smoking, smoking weekday, today, whatever. So he was in a class, and he mentioned, in theory, on Yom Tov, and he says, but of course it's Asur today, now that we know. His son came up to him after, he says, but Dad, Abba, you told me, you wrote in your book that it's permitted. So I'm going to say that publicly, I'm going to tell everyone that it's permitted. So you ask me, how are we permitted to smoke? Firstly, it's Asur to smoke. Now, um, if you're smoking on Yom Tov, the halakha is, yes, it's for enjoyment of the holiday. You're wondering in conjunction, I gotcha, I gotcha. There's several angles on that, but already what we know is, the only thing we're distinguishing between is we said if you're carrying and enjoying in that moment, so to speak, it's permitted. That's exactly your case. If the enjoyment is through the smoking in that moment, it's permitted. The only thing we're forbidding is you're setting up the context, you're setting up the room for relations. It's even more, it's, it's the opposite though, because he was telling the, not the opposite, but he was, so to speak, lying to the people. He told his son, sometimes you have to lie if it's to build what you believe is the right way. It's a white lie, you know. Okay, says the Gemara onward, we have a question on this statement. Again, the statement of Abaye was Asur. You're not allowed to extinguish the fire in order to set up the stage for relations. We have a question from the following Beraita. You're not allowed to be mechabeh, extinguish. A bakat seems to be a, a, a piece of wood which would be lit. Uh, you're not allowed to extinguish that on the holiday. Kedeh lahus alea. Lahus alea means to preserve it. I'd like to reuse it. If it's lit up right now, I don't need it out right now. I just want to use it later on. Asur. Okay, so far we didn't find the heteh. Vi'im bishvil shelo yitashen habayit. If the purpose of extinguishing this log, this bakat, is so that the house doesn't fill with smoke, or hakedera, or that the, the dish, or the pot, there's two interpretations to this, means the pot will get all ruined and smoked up, or the food inside the pot, either one of these, those interpretations, mutar. So those latter two cases are, the house will be filled with smoke, I'm allowed to extinguish, and right before that, the kedera, right after that, the kedera, I'm allowed to extinguish as well. Wait a second. The Gemara's question in turn is, Rashi, Rashi, etive, ve'en lecha ishun bayit gadol min hadeleka ve'sorech yom tomhu lechabota shelo yitzterech leshev b'shravu b'geshamim. Says Rashi, what's the circumstance in our, excuse me, wrong, wrong Rashi, Rashi from later on. Um, so, uh, Rashi over here for us, uh, in the circumstance where you're extinguishing it in order to preserve it, it's not Tzorech Yom Tov. The latter two cases are for Tzorech Yom Tov. If it's for Tzorech Yom Tov, how is it any different than our case? I repeat, our case is talking about extinguishing the fire in order to set up the room for relations. Why should that be any different than extinguishing the fire so the house doesn't fill with smoke, extinguishing the fire so that your dish doesn't get ruined? Isn't that, isn't that safety? Not safety. Not safety. 
You're thinking, oh, do, didn't you live through the earlier part of last week? I was, you can live with smoke. It's assuming the smoke is not to the extent it's going to damage your lungs. It's got to be. Uh, for safety reasons, there's no question. Why it's going to be, un- oh, it's, why is it going to be Because it's going to be uncomfortable to be in your home. It's going to be uncomfortable. Nobody wants to be in a house that's filled. So, what's that? I understand. I understand. So why is it that I'm permitting one and I'm forbidding the other? Okay, so we'll end with this. We'll end with this question and we'll return to this tomorrow. Again, the question is, how is it, why is it, Abaye, that you're osir, extinguishing the fire for Davara Hefer Tashmisha Mitah, and the Beraita, on the other hand, permits extinguishing for either preparing the home so that it's not filled with smoke or preparing the dish so that the pot or the food doesn't get ruined.